Podcast that shall not be named. Episode four one zero for twenty December twenty twenty two. And as one of my annual traditions, that is Derek K. Miller from the Pen Machine Podcast and PenMachine.com website. Uh, play them every year, and uh, Derek left us almost twelve years ago. It'll be twelve years and. This uh, coming 2023, but he still leaves his webpage behind, and he leaves a list of Podsafe music, which is why I'm still comfortable playing this year after year. This is uh, Derek playing instrumental, and We Three Kings. So uh, we're in the uh, the Pasty Network Company truck heading to town. I am about an uh, hour and 15 minutes behind schedule. I'll get to that in a bit. But uh, welcome to a week in the life of a uh, youper as I youp along here. So, yeah, last week uh, I was trying to get one out at the end of every week. Came close. Uh, but we'll start with the beginning of this one. Let's see here. We started out uh, the beginning of the week with uh, the furnace going out. And uh, in years past, uh, after numerous times trying to deal with uh, getting it fixed locally, I had been doing a lot of my own repairs. How bad is this audio? I'm hearing lots of bass. Hang on a second. Okay, well, it sounds like the... uh microphone cut is working better. I'm hearing tons of noise uh, through the monitor as I record this. Hopefully it's uh, okay. It didn't sound too bad when I played back that first chunk there. So we'll continue on. As you hear the echo, echo, echo in the pasty work truckster. Anyhow, yeah, so um, as I was saying last week, I had the furnace go out and uh, after a rather extensive rebuild uh, by a local company who uh, at one time had completely redone the pilot assembly to something that did not use a standard thermocouple. When this went out, I thought, oh crap. I guess I'm, uh, what is rubbing now? Oh, hang on. Gotta move the microphone into the approved holder here. Got the earbud. I'm using a, a wired Apple mic. There we go. The audio should be better. A little bit less, less echo, echo, echo. Uh, so a old wired set of earbuds with the right earbud not wrapped around the eyeglass frame like I have done in the past because it's winter. What else is a toque for? So I've got the right earbud 
stuffed up under the uh, the brim of my toque, holding the mic at the right level to try to keep the echo down and the audio a little better. Yes, it's another mobile cast, and uh, it's uh, I think I mentioned it's snowy, blustery, windy, crummy conditions, and uh, actually that's the reason why I'm an hour and 15 minutes late. But again, I'll get back to that in a little bit. So uh, the furnace went out. I managed to uh, do the old uh, Uper trick, as I saw that the existing thermocouple that I thought was non-standard uh, had uh, said goodbye to this world, at least uh, at that time. But since it was late at night and it was cold and uh, needed to do something, I got in there with a wrench and rotated the thermocouple 180 degrees, so the least burned, least, 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 least burned part of the thermocouple was facing the pilot flame, which was at least nice and steady. I was able to get the furnace going again. Called uh, our normal service place in the morning and said, "Hey, uh, this is uh, insert name here, Virtual Uper out in Copper Harbor, and uh, I need to get a service call. I got a furnace problem." And they're like, "Um, uh, did we install it?" And I said, uh, "No, no, this was installed a long time ago. You've been servicing it for the last 15 years." And they said, "Well, we're so very sorry, but uh, we're down to one technician." And we are only servicing the furnaces we installed at this point, which I understand. They have a large customer base. they got to be able to take care of the people that they uh, installed. So they gave me the name of a, another service guy that I am not familiar with um, that was backing them up. And I'm sure if uh, they're recommending him, he's great. But I had an immediate problem on my hand. So I said, thank you very much. And I started digging into things myself. Went to the harbor, and the places that normally might have a spare thermocouple for sale did not. Went back to the house, and I found in the old thermocouple from the last time the furnace had been worked on, still laying in the bottom of the furnace. And I know that thermocouple had only been used a couple of days before they rebuilt the pilot assembly. Well, the first guy that came to rebuild the pilot assembly a couple of years back uh, was uh, a character. I'll just, uh, it, it, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, he was not long for employment with that company after uh, his uh, stop at my place, which was a very expensive one, actually, because he decided he needed to replace everything. And uh, borrowing a lot of my tools at that point, because he didn't have everything he needed to do it. And then it didn't continue to work. So I called them back, and they are like, Oh, yeah, so-and-so, well, he's not with us anymore, and... Uh, I said, yeah, I kind of would like to talk to the owner, who I know personally. And uh, uh, owner, said owner, did get on the line immediately with me. His uh, name is Ray. And apologized profusely. And I said, hey, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble here. And he's like, oh, no, he's not with us anymore. And uh, we will have Tomas out ASAP to fix your furnace. So Tomas was the last guy out. He is a wizard, absolute wizard with furnaces. He is the Pete Dye of furnaces. Pete Dye, if you know golf courses. Anyhow, he's, 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 he's the wizard. Got everything rebuilt. I didn't realize he'd put it back to a standard thermocouple, which was a pleasant surprise when I realized nobody else was coming out to help us. As I took that lightly used thermocouple that uh, was laying in the bottom of the furnace, cleaned things up, pulled things apart, pulled the old thermocouple out, and sure enough, it had actually burned through down to the uh, winding underneath bimetal winding that helps generate dead voltage that keeps the uh, pilot assembly running. Pulled that out, put the new one in, rerouted everything, connected it all up, and Bob's your uncle. It lit. 
So, like, whew, one thing averted. And then uh, the other thing I should mention is that I felt like crap that day. Uh, apparently I was fighting something off. It was a one-day thing, but uh, had to deal with uh, the furnace and then get back in uh, one of the track vehicles and go up Brockway and work on that. And I think Mark and I worked on Manders that day as well. It was just a, another typical day as a Uber. But the week continued on. Um, as you heard from the last episode where I had done all the prep work on that generator on top of Brockway so it'd be ready for winter. Well, it was in for a surprise for me because uh, voltage was getting a little low. As I said, we're still in the doldrums. Um, as it is, you know, winter solstice is coming up within a day from this episode, anyhow. And uh, so Mark and I zipped on up. We'd had a little bit of a melt-off. I was able to drive up started the generator first pull no problem and I didn't see any charging and I'm like okay I grabbed the voltmeter and realized to my horror that I had left my toolbox back at my office because this time of year I like to keep the tools warm especially electronics and stuff and so I don't leave them in the truck overnight and this was a night call so like oh crap so Mark and I bundled back into the truck Drove all the way back to the harbor, got the toolbox, got a spare battery charger because we thought maybe it was the charging circuit that had gone bad. Got back into the truck, started heading back up the mountain again in wind and snow. Lousy temperatures. Now it's really late at night. And this time the conditions had deteriorated to the point where I realized this was going to be the last time I was driving up for the season for sure. Because the last couple of miles I was down to about five miles an hour not good conditions. Hey, is, am I still doing my waves? Yeah, apparently my waves are in the background. I just can't hear them. Um, but uh, we get up there, check the voltage, and sure enough, the generator's running, but the alternator is no longer putting any power out. After 15 years, something critical had let loose. And it was no longer generator. It was just an engine burning gasoline. Well, not much else I could do about that. Fortunately, as you know from the last episode, we did put a new set of batteries up there. I knew they'd be fine for a day or two. Contacted the home office first thing in the morning. No reason to bug everybody at midnight was for something that we couldn't do anything about at midnight. They authorized me to go to town and just buy a new generator. Which we did. Didn't get back till later. Mark and I went up in the tracked vehicle because, as I said, we weren't driving up anymore. Installed the new generator, fired it up, and bam, back in business. So that was, you know, that kind of service was kind of like my week last week. Um, continued with a little bit of that this weekend. Uh, today, however, uh, we're getting ready to head down to Illinois for Christmas, depending on the weather. There's all kinds of ugly weather forecasts down there. Um, I can't leave until Thursday because tomorrow, though I have not gotten a call confirming this, a plumbing and heating place is supposed to be coming up to shut down the house of uh, a neighbor of ours who unfortunately passed back in November. I think I may have mentioned that. But uh, lots of things wrong with the house. And there are reasons why I didn't shut it down. I'm not going to go into them here. But there are some serious issues that uh, for everybody involved that does not include me. I am not legally involved in this house at all. 
just trying to be a good neighbor, keeping things going until they can shut it down. Um, but the heating system needs to be drained. There's no antifreeze left in the, the heating fluid. So if they shut the, the furnace down, the boiler down, uh, it's all in-floor heat. All those pipes are going to burst in the floors. That would be bad. So I've just kept things going until they could get a technician out to work on that. So we're hanging around till Thursday morning, which is bad timing for weather. I hope the forecast changes, but uh, for those listening to this episode, um, you may be seeing a forecast for bad things happening in the Midwest on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And that's when we're going to be traveling, at least theoretically traveling. I can throw this thing in two-wheel drive finally. So today, uh, my wife and I are taking both vehicles. She's got the family truckster. At this point, she's already in town dropping it off for service. We were supposed to be going to town caravan-wise, but shortly after we left the harbor, and she had no way of knowing this because she was ahead of me, I got a page for a rollover accident in Lake Medora, which is about 5.5 miles south of Copper Harbor on US-41. So I knew we would be coming up upon it. The fire department was being paged, other EMS services were being paged, our department was being paged, but there's no point in me turning around. Uh, I just radioed that uh, I was already en route for personal reasons and it would stop on scene and radioing when I got there. So I was the, other than bystanders, uh, though some of those bystanders uh, were fire department members from other towns, um, was first on scene, patient was fine in the vehicle, but a vintage, vintage Toyota Land Cruiser diesel hit the ditch and rolled over. Um, passenger was trapped inside not that I could get him out by myself I needed to wait for other personnel to arrive but uh, one of my neighbors from down the road so we take care of our own got all the necessary services rolling but I was able to radio in to my partners and the uh, the home office down by the airport which is sending the other ambulance that uh, patient was fine and uh, if I got him extricated before people get on scene I would cancel everybody as long as he was ready to cancel everybody but I couldn't get him out by myself. The vehicle itself actually didn't look badly damaged and he was just hoping somebody could flip it up again and see if it would still run. Uh, certainly wasn't going to do that with him in the vehicle though. That's uh, all kinds of dangerous things could happen there. So he was sitting there behind the passenger seat, behind the steering wheel, still with cigar. Uh, it's a diesel, otherwise I would have insisted he extinguish that, but uh, he decided he needed something to do while the rest of the crew was showing up. So fire department shows up, sheriff's department shows up, then the sheriff and I do manage to get into the vehicle, pull all the stuff out of the back of Land Cruiser, and surprisingly, the thing is wide enough that we can almost stand up, you know, scrunched over, but we can almost stand up in that thing. And uh, managed to get him, the patient, untangled from under the steering wheel, under all the mechanisms. Unfortunately, it's not modern enough that the seats would fold back flat or anything nice like that. But we're able to get him up enough that we can open up the passenger door, which is now facing the sky, get him upright, and then out the back doors of the vehicle, and shazam, he was out refusing medical help. So at that point, again, this is another day in the life of a Uber, uh, I was able to cancel the intercept ambulance, which was still rolling because we didn't have enough personnel without me there to roll the other ambulance. I'm not sure what was going on there. I'll find out when I get back to the harbor. So now we've got a record that's at least an hour out. A uh, guy who owns a Toyota Land Cruiser saying, hey, just throw a tow strap on it and flip it back on its wheels and let's see what happens. 
So that's what we did. Throw a tow strap on it. Put the other end of the tow strap onto one of the fire trucks. Slowly backed up and watched the uh, Land Cruiser start to right itself from laying on the driver's side in the ditch. Flipped up onto its wheels slowly as uh, it got closer and closer. We just kind of um, jumped up and down on the tow strap until it slowly came down and landed on its wheels. After it sat for a bit, we bit for a bit, sat for a bit, and we realized it wasn't going to explode or anything. The owner got back in the vehicle, turned the key, and it fired up. Land Cruiser, except no substitute. Um, he was pretty deep in the ditch. Hang on, let the radio page go through here. So it was flipped up in the ditch, however, and uh, did take a couple of firemen, a couple of sheriff's deputies, and other bystanders standing by in front of it pushing. But it pulled itself out of the ditch back up onto the road, and he actually drove himself back home. So a happy ending. About an hour and 15-minute detour, as I said. But again, that's a day in the life of a Uper up here. So that's about uh, 15 minutes of your life you're not going to get back. But hey, this is what you subscribe to. Um, since some of you are new here and haven't heard past episodes that I have not been able to revive yet, I'm working on it. Um, this is after the third weekend of Secret Santa in the Harbor. Uh, Secret Santa runs for four weeks, ending on the fourth week of Christmas Eve. We draw, I think I may have talked about this on uh, the Kendop, Kendop episode. If I did, I'm repeating myself, but I'm not going to apologize. But we are in week three. Uh, I always manage to get uh, people that I don't have the faintest idea what to get. I get, I do my best. Sometimes I do better than other years, but I don't never take it for granted. Um, and I have gotten some really treasured gifts over the years. Uh, we have a potluck around Thanksgiving. Everybody draws a name that wants to participate, as I said. Um, then for the next three Saturdays following that, we leave gifts various parts of town with clues on how to get to them or at the general store so that they know where to find them there if they don't find them elsewhere. Um, this year I got uh, a really nice, warm, Canadian-made toque. That's what's holding uh, my earbud up in place for the microphone right now. And <laughs> I needed it, like, right away. So, uh, Whoever it is knows me. I have not been able to find my paramedic EMS toque. Hopefully it's around somewhere. It's got my name in it, so hopefully if it surfaces, somebody will return it to me. I know if a local does, I will get it back. If it's a tourist, I may never see it again. But we'll see. But in the meantime, I've got this really neat toque that I'm wearing. The next week, and of course with candy bars and such along with that, the next week I got a new dress belt along with candy bars and such. This last Saturday, I got uh, a nice pair of driving gloves. Again, very useful things up here in, in uh, Uberland. By the way, I just uh, saw another... Of course, you, you can see these surveys from wherever... But uh, Calumet, a.k.a. Red Jacket, uh, was listed as the second snowiest city in uh, North America, or at least in the United States, uh, ahead of Ketchikan, ahead of uh, Valdez. 
327 inches last year. Again, I'm sure there are other places, uh, to my mind, Buffalo and New York probably is, uh, and the areas around the Tug Hill, oop, time for four-wheel drive again, the Tug Hills around that uh, probably have got a higher snow accumulation than we do, but we tend to be back and forth on the totals as far as who's leading during the winter. In either case, uh, 300 inches is nothing to us, it's a pretty regular thing, so yeah, we get snow up here, and we get winter, and just part of uh, functioning outside and getting getting or getting or done during the winter up here which is long where was I going with all of that I don't know oh yeah secret Santa back to secret Santa stay on target um, so uh, this all come accumulates accumulates ends up finishes up Christmas Eve at the Mariner North I know I've talked about this before but hey it's a good thing to talk about where everybody talks about what they got, as long as it's family-friendly. And uh, I don't know if they're going caroling this year or not, and uh, we're not actually planning on being here. That may change. Uh, as I said, weather is ugly. But uh, we'll see. Uh, in the mean, Otherwise, uh, Mark is going to be staying behind to watch the dogs and the cats and keep an eye on the house, relight the pilot if necessary, all that fun stuff, and keep the driveway clear. And uh, in his spare time, maintain the network since I'm not there. So he will be delivering the last gift. Now, I think I've been participating since day one in Secret Santa. There's a couple of years that I may not. I'm pretty sure I missed one year during that five-year period uh, after my mom's traumatic brain injury. A lot of that's just a blur to me at this point. But especially that first year, there was so much going on. I spent most of that year living down in Illinois. Just coming back to visit my family from time to time um, but it was very intense care that my mom needed and I believe if I remember right I had to move her four times between and that didn't include the rehab that was assisted living and nursing homes and stuff that I actually had to move her furniture and set her up in a new room each room each time and that was much in thanks to my brother-in-laws and cousins helping me make those moves and friends local friends down in the woodstock area but uh this year we're planning on being down in illinois hang on that's the intercept that i turned around so they just get back after me canceling them they must have been pretty far towards the harbor when i said that you don't have to come any further um, and I am in the Red Jacket area myself, by the way, at this point. Thanks for following along with me. So anyhow, Christmas Eve, uh, the fourth and final Secret Santa gift is given. And uh, as I was saying before, I was interrupted by the radio. I've been in it, I believe, since uh, day one, or at least for a long time, anyhow, for most of the last... Uh, years has it been now 14 years so yeah anyhow for the last 14 years I've been into the Secret Santa exchange and uh, some very treasured things have come out of that um, again I know I've talked about this whether it's in the current history or not but uh, many of the people that were my Secret Santas over the years are now treasured friends from the harbor that have moved on to uh, the, the next stage and are no longer with us. 
So I have a whole set of coffee cups that I've gotten from friends that uh, um, are deceased members of the harbor that uh, I still have coffee with every morning. I pick a cup and have a cup of coffee with with one of my friends. I was about to start naming names, but I don't want to get into it because I'm going to forget somebody live on the podcast, and then that's not cool. So I won't do that. My friends in the service are busy today. So it's about zero visibility, just about almost full whiteout. I'm coming by CLK Elementary, Middle, and High School. That's where our sons went to school. And I'm heading off to Torch Lake Service, Auto Service, in Lake Linden, where my wife will be waiting for me. She's dropping off her truck for some pretty serious needed service at this point. It's um, part of why we were doing it caravan style. I wanted to be with her in case there was a problem, but it got her down here just fine. I shouldn't doubt it. The truck's coming up on 410,000. If it has not hit it already, it just keeps on moving. Okay, so I'm going to get into traffic here. I probably should pay more attention to what I'm doing. So I'm going to wrap this one up. First episode, music was uh, Derek K. Miller, as I said. Um, I'm sure that's pod safe. And uh, I'm also pretty sure, sure this next one is pod safe. If not, I'm sure Jay will get a hold of me and let me know. But uh, Uncle Seth will come all you faithful. We'll wrap this one up and talk to you again soon on the podcast that shall not be named. Take care. Adore him. Oh, come let us adore him.